I get why they say fake it till you make it. I never understood this until now and I kind of hated it because I didn't understand it. I kind of thought that they were saying like just soldier on even though you feel like crap or you feel like you don't want to or you feel like you can't or whatever it is. I always resonated with no, like feel your feelings and sit with yourself and be okay with not always producing the best, latest and greatest because as humans, we go through ebbs and flows. We're not always on, especially if you're a creative human being, you know this. Sometimes you're really creative and you have all of these ideas. We're all creative human beings. Um, And then sometimes you have no inspiration, no motivation, and you literally, it's like you can't even like get yourself to do anything. And so I did not like the idea of fake it till you make it. But now I get it. Going through this depression this last season, which literally I feel like I'm just getting out of just a few days of not being depressed. And every time I go through a depression, I, while I'm in it, I definitely honor my feelings and accept that I am sad and accept that I'm crying over literally nothing and that the world feels absolutely miserable and all of those things. Like I, you have to accept it. And I think that's a very, very important first step, but not, but, (laughs) and after you've done that, there's this season where you're kind of like awake, like, you know, you're depressed, but you also have this, like this, this little energy that wants to start getting back into the groove. And this may be a different experience for you. I know depression looks different with every single human being. So please don't think I'm trying to speak on everyone's depression or depression in general. I'm talking about my experience. And so for me, it was like, okay, the first part was like, I'm just depressed. I am depressed. Like I am so in this that like, there's not any way I could like do anything about it. That's very real. Then the second step was like, okay, I am very depressed, but I also know a lot of things that make me feel good. So why don't I just try doing those things and, you know, fake it till I make it. I don't like, I don't feel any better when I'm doing yoga. I don't feel any better when I drink my shake. I don't feel any better when I'm meditating. I don't feel any better when I'm doing my gratitude, but I know like in that moment, I'm not like, oh yeah, depression gone. No, like I'm still depressed. But I know that these things are what it takes for me to feel good in my body. So I get it. I'm like, fake it till you make it because there's a season there where it's like, that's what you have to do. I don't know if you're necessarily faking it. Like I was never like, oh, I'm not depressed, you know, during those moments. But I was kind of tricking my brain as in my body as if we weren't right. I was doing the things that that I know make me feel better Even when my body and my mind were like, no, we want to sit down and do nothing. Like we're not, we're we're depressed, like get with the program, right? So I feel like I faked it till I made it. And I don't know, you know, I'm not a doctor and I don't know for certain that even if this helped, but for me, I think it did. I think that the reason that I was able to gain the perspective on why I was depressed and do the necessary things to get myself out of it 
um, was because I first started with those little daily things that I knew made me feel better. Um, it just, it just proof, right? Just science, right? These things have been proven to increase dopamine and oxytocin and, and all of those things that I definitely needed, right? And so I do think that it really helped me get closer to the finish line of, um, you know, passing this depression. And so I now understand the quote, fake it till you make it, right? If you're not feeling like doing something, but you know it's the thing that you need to do to feel better, just do it. You know, don't say like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this to be happy. Just do it. Be like, you know what? If it helps, then it helps, right? Like if it doesn't, then at least I spent this 30 minutes doing, you know, reading this book that obviously gives me good thoughts um, rather than diving into my phone and, and, you know, thinking all these other thoughts that I have going on in my brain that I don't necessarily love. Um, you know what I mean? Like it makes so much sense. And then now on the other side of it, I would say I'm just like a few, I'm fresh. I'm fresh out of this, this depressive state. Um, now I can see so clearly how that helped because it's like, especially with depression, depression wants you to do everything that you're not supposed to do. <laughs> like it wants you to do everything that's not going to help you get out. That's why it's so hard. Like it literally is like sit down, look at your phone or don't or sleep. And don't get up, don't do anything, don't engage in the world. And that is a recipe for becoming more and more and more depressed, right? Like we need things like connection. And that's the last thing that you want to do. You need to, you know, get new thoughts in that brain because you have really negative ones probably just circling around. You need to move your body so that you get some of those endorphins and dopamine flowing and and oxytocin and all of those good feeling hormones. You need to, you know, uh, have a deep talk with your therapist or, you know, get dressed in the morning and, and, and shower and take care of yourself and, read a book or meditate or listen to a sermon to just get all of that good messaging in your brain. You have so much of it that you can't possibly think of all of those negative thoughts that have been just circling your mind for however long, right? So no, I am not here saying that you deserve to be depressed or that you somehow got yourself here. I don't like that because I just don't think that that's the case. It hasn't been my personal experience. Like, I think depression is its own animal and it just kind of comes on and, and it, it comes to you whenever it wants to. And then then I think that it's up to you how you know you respond to it. How do you react to it? I think the first thing that I always do is I am not depressed. I am experiencing depression like I said, at first, I didn't even know I was depressed right away. I was just crying and I was sad and everything was negative and everyone was out to get me. And it took me a while to figure out like, oh, like I am experiencing depression right now. Like I literally like, this isn't how I operate. This isn't how I want to view life. This isn't how I want to spend my time. But here I am. There's like this this thing that's hopped into my body, this host that's hopped into my body and is now running the ship. And we need to get this biatch out of here because this we're going down. We're sinking right now. And, and I don't want to do that anymore. But 
I don't think that I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to just do depressed. Like I'm not going to, like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't just bring that on myself. So I want you to like, first and foremost, forgive yourself. If you are depressed right now or experiencing depression, I really need to get better at my, my wordage. If you are experiencing depression, first off, take all the shame away. I am so sick of people pretending like they don't have big feelings. I think that the people that are judging people with these big feelings like depression or anxiety or all of the spectrum of emotions, um, those are the people that are probably denying those things within themselves. I don't know if it's because they've never had those feelings themselves or if they've just kind of pretended like they don't or maybe they haven't, you know, but Anyways, I know majority of us have experienced big feelings and they are normal. And I think they're so powerful. There's always a purpose in them. I learn so much from my depression. I learned so much from anxiety. It's, it's ridiculous and it sucks in the, in the middle of it. And you're like, you know, you kind of feel ashamed that you're like, I don't want to be like this, but this is how I am. I don't know why my body's making me do this, like, or feel like this, but this is where I'm at. There's no shame. There's no shame. The more that you can accept that that's what your body's choosing to do right now, or your mind's choosing to do right now, first step is let go of the shame and fully accept where you're at because you can't get anywhere without fully accepting where you are right now. Does that make sense? Like I couldn't, I couldn't have figured out different ways to get myself out of depression if I didn't first acknowledge that I was experiencing depression. Does that make sense? Like I would have just like done all the things I was doing and been like, okay, well hopefully this like, you know, just shakes off and maybe it would have, you know, longer down the road, maybe I would have just popped out of the depression. But honestly, I don't, I don't believe that for my personal self because like I said, depression, the biggest thing for me in this one was the thoughts. I was very aware of the thoughts. I was like, well, we're having some negative, like toxic thoughts. And now like maybe at first they were all fueled by the depression, but now like they've become a habit. They've become a way of seeing the world. Like I literally saw everything and everyone as if they were trying to you know, take advantage or they were out to get me or, you know, like I was, there was always a negative spin to what was going on in my reality. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I have, you know, like gotten really programmed or gotten in the habit conditioned to, to only think these thoughts. Like these are the thoughts I'm going to have unless I personally decide that we're going to like revamp and do the things that I know we need to do in order to get back to good thoughts. And so I kind of listed off a few things. Um, I really hesitate to talk on this stuff because I am not a doctor. Um, so please seek professional help. If you are experiencing depression or anxiety or any of um, deep, big emotions that seem like all-consuming, that's the first thing I did was go back to therapy. And I just need to stop not going to therapy. Like I just go through seasons where I feel good and I'm like, okay, like I'm just going to take a little break. And then all of a sudden like, boom. And so I, first off, therapy is a must and I will be going weekly or bi-weekly for the rest of my life. Um, but then I started with meditation because I could understand that my thoughts were no good. So 
meditation, what that does is it allows you to see your thoughts. It allows you to notice them and really create that space between who you are, who you actually are, and the thoughts that you're having. You are not your thoughts. You are the person that observes them. And I think this is huge in depression because, like I said, there's a lot of shame when you have these really like horrid thoughts, like they're just bad, negative, toxic thoughts, they make you feel gross inside, right? They make you feel like, I'm not that person. Like, I don't believe that. Like, and the negativity just breeds on itself, right? It makes, it just loves to throw a party and invite everyone it knows. So meditation, what it did for me and what it continues to do for me and another thing that I will not ever stop again, like literally this depression, taught me that everything I've been doing works and I need to never stop doing it again because I think I'm invincible. Like I was doing it for the last like five, seven years. And then all of a sudden I just stopped because I was like, I'm good. You know, like life is good. I don't need to do this every day. I'll do it when I want to and, and when it feels good. But like I, I can handle the world. I'm, I'm at this point of enlightenment that I feel like I can, <laughs> I can do without those, those habits. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, these habits are like brushing your teeth. Like you wouldn't go a day or two days without brushing your teeth, right? Because like you need to brush your teeth. That's the same thing as these habits. So meditation, number one, is just getting me that space between, okay, these, because it's hard when you're depressed, those thoughts are so loud. And then because you don't want them, you start to kind of like talk back to them. Like, oh no, like this, we're not having this thought, this thought, I don't want this thought. And then all of a sudden, it just you're just so wrapped up in the thoughts it's hard to to see them for what they are and to really get that space between them and disconnect from them in a way and so that's what meditation does and it doesn't happen in your meditation i remember being so like weirded out by meditation like it was something that like hippies did but meditation is for every single person on this planet it's free and it's literally all you're doing is that that practice that you're doing with those five, 10 minutes that you devote to it each morning, it's not necessarily what happens in that meditation. It's what happens throughout the rest of your day and the rest of your life, right? Because when you create that space in your meditation, you're practicing how to like find that space between your thoughts and who you are and your body and who you are. And, and then you can bring that into the rest of your life. And when a thought comes up, um, you know, or a trigger comes up, all of a sudden you can be like, okay, okay, I'm feeling this emotion. I'm, I'm having these thoughts. Um, they're not who I am. Uh, you know, what do I need to do next in order to make things better? Whatever it is. Okay. That's meditation. Then gratitude. Gratitude is a huge one because when you're depressed, everything is hopeless. There's not one fragment of this, this like planet that you want to like occupy you're like this 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 is not good I don't want to be here and it's it's hard to get yourself out of that and I first want to start with saying like if you're in the beginning stages of your depression or if you're deep right now like start with therapy start with getting help with a professional because these these little habits and these little things that I'm talking about are not going to help um right away like these are literally I would say these are more like preventative things and um you know practices like you know if your if your body was sick if you got ill 
you would go to the doctor, right? And you would get the medicine that you needed and you would get the care directly from them that you needed, whatever they were saying that you needed to get well again. And then they'd give you this protocol when you went home. Hey, you know, it's, it's time you start exercising. You know, maybe you start eating a little healthier and then you would follow those things, right? But you couldn't do those things to get yourself well again, right? So you would have to start with start with the serious stuff, start with the things that need serious help. And then, you know, these things I'm saying are more that protocol when you go home and, and feel a little better and can start to bring yourself back to life. Um, so gratitude, that's a huge one. And what that's doing again is, is just reframing your mind. I love to do all of these things first thing in the morning, because then I have that juice flowing throughout the rest of my day, which is why I do these things in the first place. Um, but gratitude, you're, you're, you're like literally forcing your brain to think of the positive things. Think of the good things. What's actually working out? What is happening for me? What is, you know, beautiful right now? And, and when you're depressed, your brain doesn't go there. Your brain doesn't even want to go there. Your brain wants to go on all the things that are not working out that didn't happen that, you know, and it's crazy because I don't necessarily think your world changes a whole lot when you when you make this shift, like when you start to be grateful for life rather than be like a pessimist or a victim. I don't think the like external world shifts at all. I think that what you notice and what you um, your attention is drawn to changes. So like you could go through the same day and like say your dog rips up your coat, which happened to me. <laughs> And then, um, and then you stub your toe on the way out and then you forget your AirPods before you go to your gym, which all happened to me. Um, you know, if I'm in a just depressed state of mind, I'm going to use those, all of those things as fuel to, to, you know, re-engage in my depression, right? It's going to be like, oh, no wonder, like your life is missed. Look at all these things that didn't work out for you. Like, look at like life is against you. Like why me? Right. And so that could be the way it goes. Or if I would have been, you know, in a better state of mind and, and, and really mentally clear, I would have just seen those things as things that I couldn't control and that just happened and they would have happened. And then I would have gone to the next moment right away. They wouldn't have gotten stuck. They wouldn't have became the story. I wouldn't have become the victim. I wouldn't have, you know, said that life's out to get me and all these different things. Is that what you understand that? And then I would have focused probably on more positive things that had happened. And, and I would have pointed those out in my mind and in my world. And then all of a sudden I'm a happier, you know, more grateful human being in everything that I do. Does that make sense? Gratitude's a big one. Moving my body. That was huge too. I, I don't think I ever really stopped moving my body. I just didn't do it on a routine. I didn't, I didn't make a plan every week. I was just kind of doing it when I wanted to. And I have learned that like, I have big emotions. I am capable of experiencing all of the highs and all of the lows, which is very beautiful. But if I don't have these practices in place, I will get out of hand. (laughs) I will go too high or too low and I will stay there for too long. And I won't have this like, you know, equilibrium or this place of peace where I can come back to and kind of experience those things from. And so Um, moving my body, I think is extremely huge, 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 huge for my brain and my body. I think my body loves it. I feel so much better in my body when I do it, but mostly my brain, my brain 
is an entirely different version of itself before and after I have worked out or moved my body in some way. So that has been huge. I think my biggest key here is find something that you like to do, that you enjoy doing. Like on Sundays, I play volleyball. We play volleyball for probably like two hours. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I also have the opportunity to play volleyball. Sometimes I choose to do that. Sometimes I choose to do something else. Um, On Wednesdays, I go to a candlelit yoga class. And then on the other days, I go to the gym and I do yoga myself or lift weights or whatever I'm feeling because as long as my body's moving and I feel like I'm having fun while I'm doing it, that's the, those are the only things that I need. I'm not, I'm not anymore after this certain physique. So there's no like, I don't follow a plan, but I do know that like, or a program is what I'm trying to say. But I do know that I need to like schedule it out in order for me to feel like, okay, yes, like we're going to be showing up for our body however many days a week. And and this is the plan and it looks good and I feel good about it. And then I um, can just do that. But that really, really helps. That really, really helps. Another thing, last thing that's really helped me is reading. Reading first thing in the morning or I guess I would say just getting positive thoughts into my brain, positive messaging into my brain. So whether that's, you know, listening to an audio audiobook or reading a book or listening to a sermon on YouTube or, you know, listening to a podcast, whatever it is, I have to do that first thing in the morning because I've learned that what that does is it kind of just wipes all of my past thoughts, my, you know, thoughts about the future, all of these these like junk thoughts that have gotten stored overnight and throughout the the last day. They're all just stuck in there. And so for me to to kind of like jump out of that and and start fresh, I have to give my brain new thoughts to think that are ones that I want my brain to think and that I want to run with and that are positive. And so I do that first thing because then, like I said, throughout the rest of the day, I'm seeing life through those positive thoughts. And so I right now I'm listening to uh, Eckhart Tolle, which I always come back to him whenever I'm having a little crisis because he, I resonate with him the most on how, um, how to view life, how to live life, what life's all about. Um, another thing I'm reading right now is the book I wrote that saved my life um, by Robert M. Drake. He's a poet, and so they're poems, but they're amazing. Um, but I had stopped doing that too, and so like I was... I was not helping myself out. I know that I didn't ask to be depressed, but I definitely stayed, uh, stayed in that first stage of like non-acceptance. Like, oh, we're, we're just sad and we just got to truck along and, you know, nothing needs to change. We just need to get out of this. And then I realized like, okay, I know how to take care of myself. Like I know what mental wellness looks like and I've I haven't been doing that so like it's like okay maybe this won't I know this won't cure me or maybe it won't necessarily ever like keep depression away forever right I know that I'm a human being that experiences these really high highs and there's really low lows and I've learned to really love myself for that because I I want to experience the full spectrum of life, right? I want to learn how to get myself through the full spectrum. I don't want to numb out those deep lows. I don't want to numb out the high highs. I want to be able to go there, learn how I can stay there in peace. Like how can I be 
in this sadness and find that speckle of peace where it's like, okay, this isn't who I am. This is what I'm experiencing. And as long as I hold on and I stay the course and I do the things that I know I need to do, I will get out of this. This too shall pass and I will learn something grand from it and I will continue on. Nothing lasts forever. And I want to get to that place. Like I said, this depression took me out. And so I'm not like I'm not acting like I don't think you can ever get to a point where like it doesn't ever affect you. That's not where I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to a point where I'm fully affected by it, but I'm also peaceful within it. I'm content within it. I'm not letting it define who I am. I'm allowing it to be. And then as soon as it it passes, I'm allowing myself to be in the next moment of whatever that is. And I guess, I guess this is just my little conversation on depression. And I hope it helps someone out there. Again, I don't want to take away from your experience. I know some people are chronically depressed and I, and I, I haven't been there and I don't know what that feels like. And so um, I don't think I'm speaking to you. I think that you know these practices could help anyone and they could make any body and mind a little bit better so i'm not saying that they wouldn't apply to you but i am saying that i think it's a different conversation when um when when it looks different and the experience is different and i think that um so just be careful don't don't judge yourself or um, allow this to be a form of of shame in any way so i love you guys fake it till you make it And I promise you that it will pass. It will pass. And there will be a better day coming.